Next on BYU Sports Nation, a monumental day on the show. A century mark that cannot be overlooked. BYU football now just a little closer to kicking off the season with the guy on the Heisman watch list, the Heisman pundit on what makes Taysom Hill one of the best. Plus, big rush of five. BYU basketball star Kyle Collinsworth on his ACL recovery, long-term aspirations, and saving people's lives on his vacation. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Yep, BYU Sports Nation back on your radio and television, and perhaps your mobile device, phone, computer, all over the place. Don't forget Roku or Xbox 360. It's all presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, May 21st. We are more than halfway through May, unbelievably, and yet... We are still here, and you still have your mustache. That yeah. is Jerem Jordan. Yeah. My name is Spencer yeah. Linton, and Jerem. This is day two of at least day of ten days. Yeah, you're doing your I'm best. I'm going through Memorial Day you're with doing this your best puppy. to become. To, with these cat whiskers. To make yourself known as Adam Morrison's long-lost relative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to have played in the NBA <laughs> a couple games. And cried after you lost in the Elite Eight. I would have loved to have played in the Elite Eight. <laughs> okay. I would love to be all right. for... We want you to be in the lead eight. Hey, great to have you with us wherever you are. Leave Gonzaga in. out of this. Okay, last night we're we're gonna go off the map a little bit. Epic scene in minor league baseball in Salt Lake City last night. Okay, uh, weird. Hashtag weird. Yeah, huh? Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, part two, but taken to the I'm minor, gonna eat your children. minor league baseball scene between Albuquerque and the Salt Lake Bees. Fight breaks out. A dude leaves with part of his ear gone. Yeah. I, I can't imagine getting so mad at someone that that you bite their ear. I can't like what you want to punch a guy in the face from the stomach. Plastic or surgery last night on thrown that player. down. Yeah, like whatever. I, I get it. What goes through a guy's mind before he thinks I want to bite his ear? <laughs> like Alex Guerrero is the guy. What? Like twenty eight million heck? dollar deal. This Cuban player for the Dodgers in minor league. Uh, play. Which, by the way, Josh Hamilton is going to do a rehab stint in Salt Lake. Ooh, starting that's the good Friday, about, I believe. Yeah, that's the right? good part about uh, people that are in, in Salt Lake is you, you get to watch the high profile guys because they go Mike to the Trout Angels. Played there, yeah. Uh, both guys still have full ears. <laughs> that they, that they is do. that is most important. Which is I love having all of. My we ear remind you join our conversation twenty four seven using the hashtag BYUSN makes life easier on all of us. Hashtag. BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever with that hashtag and get involved in today's Twitter topic. Uh, which limb do you not want bitten off? No, that's not it. <laughs> what are you most excited for in the upcoming BYU football season? There's lots of things uh, there. Uniforms. Uh, BYU's schedule. Taysom Hill fast is awesome. The transfers, the defensive backs. More to prove with what's been said the last week with BYU and scheduling. What uh, what are you most excited for in the upcoming BYU football season? Obviously, the games are exciting, but w- what else are you looking for? What about the games, or what what's? We want you to go specific. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Listen to the show noon Eastern on BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel One Forty Three. Watch the simulcast live weekdays on BYU TV. Time to rise and shout because it's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. 
countdown to Connecticut. 100 days. Yeah! 100! 100! Woo! 100! We... Are you going Arsenio Holder? Yes, I am. We started this when it was 200. <laughs> Don't bump stuff off the know, set, man. 238 days. 138 days ago, we started this silly countdown. And now we're at 100. It feels so real. Now man. it has become such an integral part of this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most constant thing on this show. We are more than, more than you and I. 100 days. We have done this, not 138 shows because we've had some weekends, but close enough. Yeah. I mean, it's been 138 days since we started. I think it was January 2nd. What, was it that long ago? <laughs> when we got back from Christmas wow. break after the bowl game, we're like, oh, when does football start? That's awesome. And yeah. yesterday, it was announced that the kickoff time has been moved up to 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, which brings us to the stat of the day, Youngblood. Hit it! It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. One hour closer. 2,395 hours. That's how many hours it is until BYU kicks off the season at Rensselaer Field. And East Hartford, Connecticut. The rent. Watch out. One hour closer. That means countdown to kickoffs at 6 Eastern time on August 29th. The Yukon Huskies official Twitter account sent out this message yesterday saying that the kickoff had been moved up an hour. And then they added two hashtags at the end of it. One of them was hashtag rise up. And the other one was was hashtag bleed blue. (laughs) Like those kind of work for both. I'm like, are they trolling BYU? Like, or, or is that real? I couldn't tell. Oh, I don't think it's a troll. Hashtag rise up. Hashtag bleed blue. Absolutely, Connecticut. We're coming to the rent. 100 days, yeah. 2,395 so hours. Friday night. Here it'll be 5 o'clock. East Coast, 7 o'clock. But beautiful. It could it could be 9 a.m. I'd be ready. Whatever. Let's do it. Let's, let's just play football. That would make the crew call 3 a.m. for us here. But There's like... 174 reasons, maybe a few less, few more that I can think of to get excited about the football season. There's a lot of, re- I mean, we haven't even, all the watch lists haven't come out. Uh, oh. the, the preseason magazines are starting to come out. I ordered four of them over the weekend. I uh, can't wait to dive into those. Let's start with this. The ESPN Power Rankings yes. were released earlier this week. BYU in at number 31 out of how many Division I college football teams, Jerem? Is it 123? It is a plethora. Something, it's a lot. something like that. I gotta, I gotta find it again. Okay, so BYU number <laughs> thirty-one, yet they are not a Power Five opponent. Out of a hundred thirty, hundred twenty-eight, hundred twenty-eight. So, so do you know how many Power Five uh, teams are ranked behind them in ESPN's Power Power? Well, if they're thir- if they're thirty-one, that's got to be a good number, right? Thirty-five are behind BYU. Do you know who's the worst ranked Power Five team? I'm going to guess, uh, just know. for the heck of it. I don't know. Is, is Virginia's going to be uh, close, It's right? Wake Forest. It's Wake Forest? Wake oh, yeah, Forest Wake Forest. 90, yeah. 90, 90 what? 97. 97. Tulane is ahead. Ball State, South Alabama, Rice. Yeah. So okay. BYU comes in at 31. I mean, BYU uh, has been ranked okay, USA Today. I want to say Dennis Dodd as well. His had BYU at number 25 coming out of the spring. Post-spring prospectus. Yeah, like yeah. the way too early. Listen, if BYU can go 2-0 to start the season, ranked. they're going to be ranked. They're going to be in the top 20. If they dominate Connecticut, and they will, and they beat Texas hashtag on the road, blue. hashtag rise up, uh, <laughs> I, I don't envision a scenario where BYU is not a top 20 football team. If and you then, win two road games to start yeah. with, 
and you're 31 in the power index already, and you have Taysom Hill. This is important at the beginning of the season. Like, if Taysom can have a big game against Texas, that's a bit really big stage. Literally the literally the biggest stage. Thanks, Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah, Parks and Rec, love it. <laughs> Aziz Ansari is fantastic on that show as well. I just want to throw that in. Yes. Uh, that BYU will be ranked, and Taysom Hill will have a uh, be in the Heisman Dark Horse conversation. The Heisman pundit. Chris Houston will join us on the show today. I can't wait to talk to this guy about Taysom Hill. You, you remember Joe Lenardi, BYU Sports Nation, this when it comes to like bracketology. This guy's the Joe Lenardi of the Heisman. Yes, he is the guy when it comes to ranking the Heisman Joe, candidates. Joe Tessitore is ESPN's uh, guy for Heisman the Heismanologist. But th- this guy is the Heisman pundit. We'll talk to him about that. So you have the, another thing to be excited about. Taysom Hill, number 15 in sporting news, most exciting college football players of 2014. And then the Heisman Pundit watch list. He's on the top 25. He's Chris one Houston's of 25 list. players on the Heisman Pundit's list. Okay. With, with Chucky. With Chucky. Is Keaton. also on it. We'll ask him who's a better Heisman candidate, Chucky Keaton or Taysom Hill. And why, why is Taysom Hill right now in line to do something special? We want to hear Can from he the guy. Can he do what Jordan Lynch did last year? And the key is what? I don't feel intimidated. Neither do I, Taysom. <laughs> Neither do I. I don't feel. That, are... that, that was immediately following me asking about, like, the prestige of Notre Dame and, like, don't watch Rudy this week. And, I don't <laughs> feel intimidated. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk to Chris Houston in about 10 minutes. Get the nitty-gritty on Taysom Hill and where he fits into the Heisman scene. How about the transfers yes. that we have discussed oh my. at length on BYU Sports Nation. They will Nation. have such an impact on the The season. amount of talent that they bring immediately to the BYU football field. Especially the receivers. That's who we're really talking Devon about. Devon Blackman, Jordan Leslie, Keanu Nelson. Nick Kurtz, Harvey Jackson. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Uh, you look at the defensive backs. Jordan Johnson, healthy. Yeah, that, that you would have three for two spots. Your secondary really might be ones. the best secondary you've had since 96. I don't see any way that it couldn't I, be. I, I would say since 2001 with Gennaro Gilford. Gilford. Yeah. Who was on the other side? I can't remember the other guy for some reason. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, we'll need to look that up. Haul, I'm going to squeal when I hear the other guy like, oh, yeah. I'm, I, I have a valid excuse. I was in South Korea. Okay. Good for you! (laughs) Year two of go fast, go hard. I think the expectations for the passing game are increased. I I don't know if BYU surpassed what they did rushing the ball. They were fantastic. Tenth in the country. They're going to throw for more yards. 2,000-yard rushers! They're going to throw for more yards. Did we appreciate that to the degree we should have? No, because you only won eight games. That's why. why. If BYU leverages that into ten, you're like, oh my goodness, the best duo of runners in BYU history. Like That was legit. And then, to me, BYU has... Ample ammo uh, to try and prove themselves, given what's been said the last week with the ACC and SEC. Your schedule prove is exactly yourself. what it needs to be. Win football games and look good doing it. The uniforms as well. Royal oh, blue. Yeah, and the uniforms, Black uniforms. Course. The wideout against Virginia. Hashtag poor Cavaliers. Hashtag you're losing by 30. Okay. I mean, take I'll, go, the, I'll just. That's why I go 17 plus. Like 30, like. Hashtag whoa, take that 17 ACC. plus. Let's scan, the, let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports <laughs> Nation beat for other trending topics. Iowa State's Melvin Edgem. Remember what he did against BYU in the Marriott Center when he fouled out? Sleep on Idaho State there next. <laughs> not, not Idaho State. Iowa, Iowa State. State. Come on. Anyway, Melvin Edgem, he, he <laughs> apologized yesterday when he was working here for the Utah Jazz to BYU fans for. He said, I hope the people in Utah have forgiven me. Yes. For flipping the crowd off, walking out. <laughs> 
Hey. Uh, forgiveness. West We're Coast cool. Conference Baseball Awards announced yesterday. Dylan Robinson, very talented third baseman, battled through some injuries this year, and a freshman in center field named Brennan Lund. We had There's him on BYU Sports Nation. He has signed our Rise Up flag. Hashtag Rise Up. Thank you, Connecticut. I do. Um, they both were named all West Coast Conference. Congratulations, fellas. Nice job. That's, uh, that is nicely done. Now, back to our Twitter question. Here we go. It's Twitter time. What are you most excited about when you look at the BYU football season in 2014? At eighty seven says, seeing how Taysom has developed over the offseason and the impact of all the new transfers. There's the transfer card right there. Yeah. What can Taysom do with the new weapons? A lot of unknown with those, but... I'm excited to see what they can do uh, at Y for Life. The chance to earn respect BYU deserves. Yes. Win football games. Win. This no, schedule. Win. Everybody forgets about this whole scheduling debacle right now. Win 11. You have to win 11 at least with the schedule. Maybe 12. Up next, we discuss Taysom Hill and his skill set with the Heisman pundit, Chris Houston. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. The man to my left with the mustache is Jerem Jordan. Live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, simulcast on BYU TV. I know you know this, but not everyone does. BYU Football Media Day coming up. We're almost a month away. June 23rd, live on BYU TV. Mark your calendars and your Franklin plans. What, 32 days? It's coming up. 100 days away from the season opener against the Connecticut Huskies at Rentschler Field in East Hartford, Connecticut. Use the hashtag BYUSN when sending in your responses on Twitter. What are you most excited for in the upcoming BYU football season? Is it uniforms? Is it the chance to play another nationally relevant schedule, or how about the chance to watch junior quarterback Taysom Hill? And with that, we welcome in our first guest, the man, the Heisman pundit, Chris Houston in BYU Sports Nation. Chris, welcome to the show. We want to talk Taysom Hill. You included him in your preseason top 25 guys to watch on the Heisman list. Why did you feel like Taysom had to be in that conversation? Uh, He's just uh, an exciting player. Uh, He fits the criteria for the type of player who in this day and age is winning Heisman trophies. Uh, I called him uh, last year before the season. I, I jokingly referred to him as the Mormon Manziel. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a, a guy who uh, can put up numbers in the passing game, numbers in the running game. He's a very exciting player. He just needs to put it all together <clears throat> to have a chance uh, you know, to compete for the Heisman this year. Chris Houston, the Heisman pundit, is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, he's, he's kind of a dark horse, a la Jordan Lynch, who – who had a great season uh, as an individual, an unbelievable season as an individual, and his team won. What kind of uh, production does BYU have to have for Taysom to have any shot at getting to New York? Well, I think they pretty much have to run the table or come pretty close to it. He needs to be seen as the reason for why the team has taken the, you know, the jump up to, uh, to a high level. Uh, he has to individually... Uh, put up astounding numbers. Uh, just to give you an idea uh, of the kind of numbers he needs to produce <clears throat> or the kind of numbers he needs to surpass, the last six Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks averaged roughly 4,800 yards of total offense and 48 combined touchdowns in their Heisman winning season. Wow. So this, wow. This, these are the numbers uh, that, we're, that we're now reaching. Uh, you know, in 1990 when, when Ty Detmer won the Heisman Trophy, 
he had uh, 5,100 yards of offense. But Johnny Manziel had more yards of offense when he won the Heisman Trophy. So now it's this uh, combination of the running and passing quarterbacks. We're now seeing these extraordinary single seasons. And so the ante's kind of been raised a bit. So uh, these quarterbacks uh, have to put up huge numbers. And in the case of a team like BYU or in Jordan Lynch's case with Northern Illinois, they have to be seen as the guys driving the success of that team. Uh, and if things fall right, uh, you never know what can happen. Chris Houston, the Heisman Pundit on BYU Sports Nation. You're cl- clearly tapped into college football and what's going on. Walk us through your days in the summer leading up to the season. How, what do you do to get prepared so that uh, you stay on top of this stuff? You know, lately what I've really been trying to do, I've, I've really been trying to take deep dives into the rosters and the recruiting classes of the various teams so I can get a a really good idea as to who exactly is on the teams and how good they are. And, you know, everyone, uh, I, I think it, it's, it's easy to go back and say, oh, this team had a great recruiting class, and you take or you look at the recruiting rankings and you think, oh, this is a good player. But I, I like to look at them myself and try to get, uh, you know, an up-close look at how good the player is. And, and then that's, you know, in that case, uh, if you look at someone like Taysom Hill, if people just went off his star ratings or by his recruiting rankings, they, they wouldn't have – uh, have looked at him and considered him uh, very good. But if you looked at him closely, you can see uh, how talented he was. So I like to look at all the players heading into the season, or as many players as I can, try to get a good idea of uh, just how good these players are. Another player, uh, and the only other player on this list outside of the Power Five conferences, uh, excuse me, there's three, I guess, Rakeem uh, Cato of uh, Marshall, is Chucky Keaton, uh, someone that BYU fans are familiar with. Who's a better Heisman Trophy candidate in your mind if you had to pick one over the other, Taysom Hill or Chucky Keaton right now? I think definitely Taysom Hill right now. Uh, not only uh, does he, uh, I think, not, you know, not coming, you know, uh, Keaton's coming off the injury. Uh, he does, didn't really have all of last year to build up. Uh, Hill had a pretty good year last year, and, and especially the big game against Texas, <clears throat> I think early on helped him. And so he's more on the radar right now than Chucky Keaton. Also, BYU has more tradition, more Heisman tradition, uh, more quarterback tradition. So uh, the minute Taysom Hill looks like he's um, he's having a huge year, you will start to hear the talk about the next great BYU quarterback. It's not something that, that Chucky Keaton has an advantage uh, to do at, at Utah State. Chris Houston, the Heisman pundit on BYU Sports Nation. So Jeremy and I were talking before the show about uh, wanting to have a job like yours, to be like Joe Lenardi who does bracketology, to be like you who is the Heisman pundit. How does one become the foremost authority on the Heisman, according to Sports Illustrated, Chris. You, you just do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nike! You just go out and, you know, whatever it is you're going to do, do it. Uh, so uh, I was a uh, sports information director at USC and ran a couple of Heisman campaigns for Matt Leinard and, uh, and uh, Carson Palmer. I think you guys might remember when USC came into uh, Provo in 2004. Um, I was at that game as well. Uh, it was a uh, interesting experience. It was very interesting to see uh, how the Heisman process worked up close, and it was very fascinating to me, so I started blogging about it. Uh, and then over time, um, at first it was a side gig, and then it became my job, uh, something that I was able to do uh, for other entities. And, and uh, you just have to go out, you have to have a passion for it, and then you have, you have to do something and say things that I think stand out, or at least you have to say something that can be proven, and over time, you have to be shown to have at least have to know what, know what you're talking about. So uh, I think a combination of all those things, the dedication and having a conscience about the fact that you have people coming to read you, and then just making sure that 
you do your due diligence and you know what you're talking about. And people, I think, uh, respect that over time. Absolutely. And I love what you've done with the highs mandments, which I want to get to in a moment. But first, uh, the, you produced a list of your top 25, you know, uh, an early list of Heisman uh, candidates. Who's leading the 25 in your mind before the season? I think there's two guys. Um, I, I think you have to look at Braxton Miller of Ohio State and Marcus Mariota of Oregon. Yeah. Those two, I think, uh, stand out the most. Maybe uh, sort of on the outside of that group is Bryce Petty of Baylor. He had a really huge year last year. Uh, I will caution that this early season list is more of a, this is going to be about as broad as it gets. This is about a broader list as you'll ever see me produce. Once we get to the preseason, uh, this will be narrowed down significantly, and I will be looking at each individual's actual chances of winning. And and, uh, I usually don't uh, mince any words uh, about someone's chances. I know everyone likes to be diplomatic, but when the time comes, uh, I like to figure out who has the best chance of winning. And so that's why uh, I would imagine this list will probably be uh, cut in half by the time the season starts. Mm. Now, wait a second. You didn't include Jameis Winston in, in that top three. And I'm sure some people are like, well, he won last year and, and he's back. Why, why is this he is not there? This is one of the Heisman's, my friend. There's no repeat <laughs> yeah, winners. There's, yeah, there'll never be another two-time winner is one of my, my postulations. And, and you can just see why uh, when you win it uh, and you come back, uh, there are all kinds of uh, – Reasons uh, there are all kinds of, I guess, uh, chances for a player to uh, screw up, uh, and when you screw up as a Heisman winner, uh, it, it hurts you more than if you screw up as a Heisman candidate. Absolutely. Uh, so, Davis Winston, uh, I think all the we've already seen some of the stuff. I don't think anybody at this point is really excited about voting for a guy who's stealing crab legs. So, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I knew crab legs um, would enter the conversation, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, it was only a matter of time. So, uh, you know, maybe I maybe I put him on there in the spring, uh, being a little political. I will, I might admit to that, uh, but I don't think you'll see him um, in the fall. Uh, I took a lot of grief every year. Uh, Heisman winners come back in the last ten years, uh, but every year I've stuck to my guns and. Uh, thank God I've been right and ha- haven't had to eat my words. Archie Griffin <laughs> thanks you as well. <laughs> we're, exactly. we're sticking to your guns. Chris Houston, the Heisman pundit on BYU Sports Nation. There's always this talk about the moment, a, a game or like a play during the season where candidates kind of separate themselves from the field. Johnny Manziel did it when he won at Alabama. Uh, Jameis Winston perhaps did it when he blew out Clemson, and he had a, a couple of big-time moments this last year. This is Heismanment number three. Okay. And this the is winner must put up good numbers in big games on TV. Big-time games. So BYU, looking at BYU's schedule, the one that jumps off the page is at Texas. If BYU wins that game, Taysom Hill has a good game, then does he become part of, I don't know, maybe the top ten on your list? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that uh... – the first four games, maybe even the first, if you look really the first six, I think give give him a chance to uh, make a name for himself because I don't think anybody sees um, uh, any of those six teams as as you know complete doormats. Uh, at least they have some level of respect. Yeah. Uh, and you know, in Texas's case, um, you've got a team that uh, is a brand name in college football. So uh, you beat a brand name on the road and you do it in style. Uh, do it like. Um, uh, like Detmer did with uh, with Miami uh, in 1990. That was, if you look at that schedule that year for BYU, it wasn't exactly the most glamorous schedule, but beating Miami early in the season, the defending national champs, 
uh, was really what put him over the top. That combined with uh, NCAA record passing season. Yeah, that was the uh, Heisman but, moment. Exactly. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm not a big believer in having a singular moment. Uh, some guys have those singular moments. Uh, some players don't. Uh, did Jason White, uh, if you look back at Jason White's uh, Heisman winning season, I don't think anybody can pinpoint a moment. Mm. Uh, same with uh, Mark Ingram. You know, there just there might be big games, uh, but individual moments, um, I think, uh, aren't necessarily, you know, don't necessarily have to be there. Uh, but I do think, uh, you know, Texas is obviously not Miami in 1990, but uh, it is a brand name. And if he can come out uh, and have the kind of game he had last year, except maybe uh, push up those passing numbers a bit, uh, then I think uh, there's a good chance he can start to kind of make a name for himself. And I think the improvement in the passing game is really what's going to determine uh, the seriousness of his Heisman candidacy. Absolutely. Chris Houston, the Heisman Pundit, is on BYU Sports Nation. I've noticed something uh, the past couple years. You always have some guy that leads the pack you know, midway through the year, and he's not the guy at the end of the year and doesn't seem to be the last couple years. Going three years ago, Denard Robinson, Geno Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, um, as we've yeah. come up. Can you peak early? Do you, do you want to peak late in the Heisman race? I mean, it's just what it's been is it's been a very chaotic uh, field the last two years, and I, I attribute that to, uh, again, these uh, these new offenses uh, that enable guys to be uh, to make a huge impact early on, uh, and it sort of throws the calculus off a bit. Uh, and then just the spotlight, like you said, uh, some of these guys early in the season, there's this huge spotlight uh, glaring on them, and they lose one game, and everyone says, oh, he just blew the Heisman. And that's not always the case, but um, sometimes perception can overtake you. And then you've had these freshman uh, quarterbacks these last two years just uh, peaking at the right time, like you said. So I, I think every season is different, and that's the, that's the crazy thing about it, is that you just never know uh, how a season's going to end up. You look at Robert Griffin III, uh, he, his team lost three games, I think, in October. Uh, the year he won the Heisman, and you would you would have thought that three loss Baylor team wouldn't have a chance. And then they go back and you know they storm storm out the rest of the way, and he and he has that huge game against Oklahoma, and he wins the Heisman. So, uh, but again, that wouldn't have happened had not Andrew Luck lost to Oregon. So it, all, everything is how the players finish in relation to one another, and how each player relates to one another. So it's really hard to uh, to look at the field. I, you know, I'm not really into the prognostication part. I'm I'm into determining who has the best chance of winning. The predicting part is always tough. Absolutely. Chris Houston, uh, Heisman Pundit. You can read his stuff on HeismanPundit.com, at Heisman Pundit on Twitter. I want to finish with this. Uh, Heismanment number eight uh, talks about statistical benchmarks exist for each position to help voters gauge a player's Heisman worthiness. So you mentioned that a dual-threat quarterback must produce at least 3,500 yards of total offense. Taysom had 4,200 last year. 35 combined touchdowns. Uh, Taysom had 29. And then a uh, passer rating or passer efficiency of 140 or better. Taysom Hill had 118. You mentioned mm. the passing needs to be better for Taysom Hill. Uh, he's, he's kind of in that category and has a chance uh, if he makes the leap from sophomore to junior to maybe be the Jordan Lynch. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's got the ability to put up those huge numbers. And, and these are the low-end uh, numbers uh, that I put there just to be considered. Uh, to win it, as I've mentioned, we're looking at in the 4,500, 4,800 range of, of total offense. We're, we're looking at massive seasons, uh, Tim Tebow seasons, uh, Robert Griffin seasons, Cam Newton seasons, Johnny Manziel seasons. That's what we're seeing lately. 
And, you know, the way I look at it is I look through the, through the landscape and I say, who, which quarterbacks have the potential to have those kind of seats? And so invariably you're going to look at the quarterbacks who have outstanding running ability as well as the ability to pass. Uh, and so uh, someone like Taysom Hill, uh, if he uh, advances as a passer, he's already got the running. We know he's, he's going to be a great runner. We know he's going to get probably 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, what if he has 1,000 yards rushing and, and blows up with 3,500 yards passing? Suddenly he's in that wheelhouse of, of the kind of numbers where people start to really pay attention. And if that goes hand-in-hand with a great season by BYU and, and knocking off Texas and and really, uh, you know, making a name for themselves, then I think, uh, you know, if there's a dearth of other candidates out there who are from the traditional powers, you know, who have the traditional advantages in the Heisen race, then you're looking at a situation where a Taysom Hill candidacy is very is very serious consideration. You're listening to the foremost authority of the Heisman, according to SportsIllustrated.com, Chris Houston, Heisman Pundit. You can see his stuff. He is the creator and publisher of HeismanPundit.com. Great stuff there, the Heismanments, which we've discussed. Hey, we appreciate the time. And I just, I'm just going to say this. If Taysom Hill gets another defensive coordinator fired, that's got to at least get him into the top ten, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> savvy sports information directors who have uh, come up with some interesting stats uh, over the years, and uh, the Texas guy in 1977 came up with the yards after contact for Earl Campbell. Maybe there can be a stat for defensive coordinators fired, and that can catch on. <laughs> DCF. It happens exactly. now. I love it. Hey, Chris, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we'll be uh, catching up with you later on as the football season uh, progresses. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. The Heisman Pundit. Check it out. HeismanPundit.com. Chris Houston. Up next, a forget rehab on an ACL. The dude is saving lives, and that's what matters most. <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth, Lifesaver, joins us next on set. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter. At BYU Sports Nation, you can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Sports. Log on to BYUTVSports.com today for the when I don't know what to say. I just I love the awkward stare. Yeah, and then the slow move towards the microphone. Uh, good neighbor stuff. It's a fun YouTube video for the Lakers. Just YouTube that for <laughs> it's fun for the latest in BYU Focus. sports news. Squirrel! <laughs> articles, interviews, and highlights, as well as access to hundreds of games in the film room. You can go watch BYU basketball, BYU football, whatever, from the past season. Whatever we've got the rights to have are on there. Enjoy and yeah, eat it up yeah. during the summer. Like, like it's a slower time. There's not games going on. But you can create that you experience. You have no again. excuse not to do this. 32 days until media day. 100 days until the football season opener in East Hartford, Connecticut. We don't know the date of the basketball opener exactly. Otherwise, we'd count that down. That is right. And that is a great way to bring in our first, well, our second guest, but our first in studio today, Kyle Collinsworth. Kyle, welcome to the set. What's up, brother? Thanks. I know, man. Dude, I got, you got a haircut. You're looking fresh, bro. I did. Yeah. Changed it up a little bit. Okay. Why did, why did you decide to go with that? Uh, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> also representing Russia as well. Always, yeah. This is Russia, so you guys know. How do you say what's up in Russian? Zdorova. Zdorova. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, we're going to start with this. You're on vacation in Hawaii, and we find out that you saved a lady's life. 
Yeah. One, why is the guy that's just recovering from ACL surgery saving the guy's life and not somebody else? But just walk us through the story. What happened? What happened? Okay, so she was Japanese and she didn't speak any English. And she was like way out there. And her husband was watching a two-year-old. He didn't speak any English. So he couldn't like leave the child and go save her. So I saw this happening. What, what was happening? She was like going under and coming up, going under, coming up. So I went out there and swam out there and I grabbed her arms, just put her around my back and just swam in. And she just said, sorry, the best she could. And that was it. Did you like, wow. did she like get your email address or anything to say thank you? Or? Nothing. She just said, thank you. And like, sorry, a bunch. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> what, what was that moment like where you're like, oh my goodness, I got to go out there and do this. It was kind of cool because you always see it on movies and stuff. So it was kind of good opportunity. I'm just glad I was able to see her before she went all the way under. So wow! You send out this tweet that that kind of references this about swimming and and uh, about your mom. And you said you glad my mom signed me up for swimming lessons when I was three because I saved a lady drowning in the ocean today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man! That's fantastic. Uh, are you the David Hasselhoff of BYU basketball? Is that what this means? That's the rumor, yeah. That's the I, rumor. Think, I think it's special now that it's been done on the show. <laughs> Weren't you saying David Hasselhoff sang the national anthem at a BYU bowl game? Yeah, one of the Vegas Bowls, <laughs> David Hasselhoff sang the national anthem. Like, he became this thing. He's, like, huge in Germany or something. But anyways, we're talking to a dude that served in Russia, Kyle Collinsworth. Uh, obviously, right now, you know, rehab time uh, until the season. But uh, uh, I want to go back to, I guess, the injury, because this is the first time we've actually spoken to you since that injury. Mm -hmm. What's this process been like since you got hurt and then you had to watch the NCAA tournament from home and do all the rehab? Yeah, as soon as I got hurt that day and as soon as I found out what happened, they were tough days. But my mind was focused on, I didn't want to think why things happened, why it happened. I wasn't worried about why. I was just more concerned of what's my next step. Like, what do I need to get better? And that's just been my mindset is what can I do instead of what can I do? Because the list of can'ts is very big. So right now I've just been focusing on what I can do, and I, I try to do the best I can. What are those things? Uh, biking. I do a lot of biking. I swim, rehab in the pool. I can now, like, do some jumping stuff in the pool, uh, lift weights. I've been shooting a ton, just set shots and working on that. So those are the things I've been doing a lot. So did your rehab make you a better swimmer to help you to help save a Japanese woman in Hawaii? Uh, Hone your swimming skills? Maybe a little stress, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, it couldn't hurt, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you, the doctor, you told me this uh, right before the Y Awards. The doctor that performed your surgery is the same guy that worked on Tiger Woods. Yeah. When you found that out, mm. were you like supremely confident that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be back? Yeah. Well, I heard... People told me that, and I was pretty confident. And then I had a doctor's appointment with him, and just the way he looked at things and how confident he was, and he was like, I'll have you back in six months. And he was just so confident. And when I left the doctor's office that day, I was like, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good experience, and I'm going to be back. When was that? How, how soon after the end? Oof. Let's see. I had surgery on March 18th, so it was like March 16th around there, something like that. So, so this, this is like five-ish days after? Okay. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Monday to Saturday? Because there's no swelling in my knee because he thinks I tore it, partially tore it in the St. Mary's game. So it didn't swell up, so we didn't have to wait. Interesting. Mm. Oh, okay, so what happened at St. Mary's 
led to led to that. Yeah, that was kind of the thought process, but interesting to hear you say that. Kyle Collinsworth is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you mentioned some of the stuff uh, you can do, I guess, in terms of the the rehab. Uh, what what other kind of stuff are you doing on a daily basis to to get back? So in the morning, I usually <clears throat> I either wake up and shoot right away, or I'll go and do rehab and swim. I do I swim twice a week. And then I go to the gym and I, I lift my upper body, I stretch, and then I do like my therapy stuff for my legs, like balancing and squats. And then I'll go in the gym and dribble for around and then I'll go get a massage on my legs and stuff and my hamstring because I had a hamstring graft, so mm -hmm. making sure that stays loose. And just always trying to stretch and been eating super healthy, trying to do everything I can right now. We, we are good friends with Tim Lacombe, and he's a guy that likes to, to joke around with the guys. You have a great rapport on the basketball team, and uh, he I'm sure more than a few times he has teased you, hey, you're going to be able to work on your free throws. In fact, he talked about that yeah. with us on the show. Do we do we have that bite? Can we play that bite for Kyle? The one thing the doctor did say is that he, he the one thing he can do all summer is shoot free throws. Which oh, be, oh be, baby! You know, which did you laugh great. when he said that? No, no. He he he's like he's like most of the guys who I operate on. Yeah. I'm not don't do all basketball. I do all sports, but in basketball they become better free throw shooters. All right, Kyle, your reaction to that? Perfect. <laughs> perfect. I mean, all things considering, I feel like I had a great year, but obviously I know there's things I need to work on. That's why I love the off season. I'm excited for it. You know what he's doing right there, right? He's just lighting that fire, man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's like, he's lighting that fire. He's like, because he knows, he knows you're gonna get better. But he's just yeah. like, yeah, let's, let's let's accelerate this. Yep. What, yeah. What can he work on? Break down Tim, Tim LaCombe. Work on? Nothing. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a wise answer, Kyle. That is a wise answer. Kyle, Kyle Collinsworth is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you, you mentioned the doctor told you six months, and is that the goal? Six months for you? Yeah, I, I think that's the goal. But obviously, I'm gonna be smart. I'm not going to push it. The key is no setbacks. But that's my goal, and I think it's good to have that in front of me, and I want to be ready for the first game. Tips off. So is that middle of September? Is that yeah. from surgery, six yep. months from surgery? Yeah, it would be September. So 18th. then the like the first week of November, would that be right, Kyle? The first week of November would be the ish uh, first game? Uh, so it would be about seven and a half months. Yeah, seven, about seven and a half months. Yep. So at what point, so six, when six months is over, is that like, all right, now I'm going to kind of ease into playing full court at that point? Or is it like, all right, I can go? I think it's all right, I can go. Really? Well, yeah. But, I mean, he just cleared a Division One soccer player to play at six months, and she's been doing really good. So, And that's really rare for soccer. So we'll see. Yeah. It's doing really good right now. It's right on track, and I'm just being smart and doing what they tell me to do. Here's the thing. We found out something through your surgery that, that you enjoy some athleticism that not very many people do. You have something called a double-bounded ACL. What the heck is that all about, and why can't I have a double-bounded ACL? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's mostly found in African-Americans. You know, it's like a jumper's ACL. So I guess I got lucky with genetics. And one. And one. <laughs> so, so this means you probably won't be in Boom Shakalaka or will you if we do that again. Uh, probably not. Free, oh. free throw contest. Free throw Kyle's going to win the free You'll throw contest. You'll be in the contest. skills competition? Yeah, I'll be doing something. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe I'll cheerlead or something. <laughs> you have an interesting season approaching um, because you lost a guy like Matt Carlino who transferred to Marquette, but you pick up Chase Fisher and Jamal H. You just got another transfer yesterday and Kyle Davis. Isaac Nielsen off a mission. Isaac Nielsen off a mission. 
what is the prospectus for BYU basketball and wanting to get better? What what is how does the team get better after going to the NCAA tournament? Um, I think we learned a lot from the big games that we lost. We lost a lot of big games that were close that we should have won. And I think the mindset we have is we got to get better defensively, and it, it starts now. An open gym, you know, we focus on playing good D and getting over ball screens and just getting good habits right now, starting now. So when practice starts, we already have those good habits and we're ready to go. What do those transfers do for your team, Jamal and Chase, and then Isaac coming off of a mission? And Jordan Chapman, I forgot. Yeah, what, what, what do those guys bring to BYU basketball? A lot. I mean, I could talk about a lot of things about each guy, but they bring a ton of things, and we really have a chance to be really great. And this is my third team I'll play on at BYU. Obviously, my freshman year was one of the best teams BYU's ever had. I feel like we have a chance to be that. Really? I really do. We just, we just got to get together as a group and understand what it takes it's going to take a lot of a defensive mindset and because I know we're going to be able to score the ball. We have Chase and Jamal. Chase can light it up from behind the three. So. Oh, and he'll, he'll let you know about that. In fact, yeah. he's told us, and Jamal <laughs> said, we dominated we dominated those guys in practice all year. Is that true? Not true. I mean, <laughs> was that one of the best practice squads ever, though, those guys? It was good. It was a good squad, but I don't know about dominating us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to uh, just the, the goals that you've set. It, it, in your mind, is it like is the the ultimate accomplishment like okay? I get to that first game and I play a hundred percent. I feel like I can do what I want to do. The the opening game. I I don't know. I just what is it? I want to start that first game and if I'm eighty ninety percent, then that's what I am. But I want to be able to play, have an impact and start and be a leader from the very first game. It, it, do you uh, anticipate uh, the? tough mental part of this that people always talk about of okay when I you know driving to the hole might not be this the same initially mentally given that yeah I'm just gonna the biggest thing for this is to trust the doctors when they say I can play I'm just gonna play and I'm mm -hmm. gonna trust them and do my best to understand that they said I can play so I'm gonna play you're okay. representing Russia with your shirt today and obviously a lot of heritage from your mission there do you ever talk trash in Russian when you're on the on the court? Yeah, I say a lot of I say a lot of things out loud in Russian, like when I'm mad and stuff. <laughs> it's probably safe at Brigham Young University. Is there an and one in Russian? How do you say and one in Russian? Can you do that. Yeshodin. Uh, Yeshodin. That was terrible. Doesn't quite have the same effect. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a couple ways to say it, but that's the best one I know. Okay, uh, we want you to sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag, Kyle. Okay. Give us your autograph, if you don't mind. Your Herbie Hancock. Yes. <laughs> so uh, pick where you'd like to sign that flag. And, um, you know, I did want to ask you one last thing as you're signing this. Um, Brandon Davies was your teammate at Provo High School and, and at BYU. Now, he's, now yeah. he's in the NBA. How much contact do you have with Brandon, and, and how close is, the, is that relationship right now? Uh, I have a lot. We talk all the time. I mean, we lived together in high school for four years. So he's like my brother, and he's at our house on Sunday about two weeks ago. So. Is the goal to see him in the NBA one day? Yes, it is the goal. Play against or with? Against. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. No, that'd be awesome. Dunk on Brandon Davies with your double-bounded ACL. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. And then yell at him in Russian. <laughs> yep. That's kind of that's Perfect. the peak. I asked what the ultimate goal was. It was actually, It's actually in the NBA against yes. Brandon Davies. Yes, it is. Hey, Kyle, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's great to hear the yeah, progress, Yeah, keep the man. positive energy. I love it. I will. It. I will. Keep Thanks. Going. Appreciate it, guys. Yes. Up next. The Cougar Whip Round, well, that's coming up in about 10 minutes. 
Jeremy and I discuss what we're most excited about in the 2014 BYU football season. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic B to the Y to the U products. The show is also on demand, isn't it, Jeremy? Yes, it is. Videos on BYUTV.org slash DVR every day. And audio is on BYUSportsNation.com. Dude, I slammed my index finger in my front door today. Like Aww. some of the I, – usually like the pain goes so away patronizing after, that. Oh. I know. It's like, come on, man. Uh, okay, here, here's here's it, the thing. It looks greenish blue, royal blue. This is the silver lining from this. My fingernail is now royal blue. Hashtag royal strong and true. You need, you need to you need to not take like the colors associated with BYU so seriously, like that's too much. No, it's not. Oh my gosh! I need a silver lining, Jerem. Uh, Why are you raining on my parade, dude? It was a it's not it was a very emotional. Why'd you do it on hard, purpose? I didn't do it on purpose. Okay, in other news, Broncos Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> You're. T- you're taking my moment away from me. All right, let's give you your cute little moment here. All right, yeah. My finger I'm now. sorry that you hurt your finger. That does it's look okay. nasty. No, I felt like the cartoon character who has, like, gets something slammed, like it's, like, throbbing. Yeah. The throbbing didn't go away forever. I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Jeremy. Will you tell me when we're done with this? <laughs> get, get out of here. Hey, Boise State renamed their stadium. Albertson's Stadium. To go along with Taco Bell Arena in Boise. Yeah. Um, George Grammer. Don't know who this is, but at... George uh, or Jeff Grammer. He said, when will a university finally give naming rights to their most consistent annual big dollar donors and go with student fees field? <laughs> That's good. That is really good. That's awesome. Well played. What was his name? George? Uh, Jeff Grammer. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My, Sorry, nice Jeff. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. So what are, what are you most excited about for the 2014 What am I season? most excited about? Uh-huh. I am most excited about the fact that BYU will be ranked in the top 20 at the end of the season. How that would about be good. That? Yeah. Uh, I know that's a prediction as well. During and at the end would be great. Not just like slide in at the end. For me, it's that BYU has superstar power. You have Taysom Hill and yeah. Jamal Williams. You have two studs. I mean, Taysom uh, hopefully is in the top 10 when the season's over in the Heisman. Like the numbers that Chris Houston pointed out, those are crazy. Like if, those if are BYU has numbers. those numbers, they're 13 yeah. and 0. You know what I mean? Those are insane numbers. That, that means that the red zone offense is stinking good. I'm also looking forward to 100 days from now when the season opens. All West Coast Conference honors and more of your tweets about what you're excited for in the upcoming BYU football season. Keep it here on BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Lavelle Edwards Stadium will host the first home game on September 11th, a whiteout. But before that, 100 days Wait, until it's BYU. Not a, it's not a whiteout. It's a regular. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Virginia. Whiteout's the 20th. Uh, 20th? Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> yeah, was, Thanks, uh, incorrect uh, uh, guess on the price, right? Yeah. Hey, Spencer, do you know what time it is? I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Hey, today marks 100 days until BYU at Connecticut to kick off 2014 football season. I don't want the party horn. I want legit 100 days. The start time of the game has moved up an hour to 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain Time. Give us the inception noise. Countdown. Yeah. Countdown to kickoff will be live at 6 Eastern on August 29th. Baseball. The West Coast Conference Awards are out and two Cougars 
made the first team. Junior Dylan Robinson and freshman Brennan Lund were named to the 25-man team yesterday. Lund also on the all-freshman team by a long shot. Jeff Barker, Jared Jarvis, and Brock Whitney were honorably mentioned. Tomorrow on the show, Edward Fusi, one of the 64 candidates for the Remington Trophy awarded to the nation's best center. He'll join us tomorrow. We'll talk about the BYU offensive line. Who gets our rise and shout? How about Kyle Collinsworth? How about Kyle Collinsworth? That big rush I love how positive he's being because this could be something that devastates you. I mean, I, I mean, he has big goals for BYU. He just told us he thinks this year's team could be BYU's best ever, that they, he thinks they have the pieces. Wow. Our Twitter question today, what are you most excited for in the approaching BYU football season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Slayon44, most excited to see how we look in the bowl committee selection eyes. Too bad I have to wait until October. Are they going to be in the conversation? If BYU didn't play in the Miami Beach Bowl, that'd mean they have big things going, you know? Man, I think Your they're fallbacks, a top... Miami? I think this is good. I think they're a top 20 team. I really do. That much talent. Absolutely. At Skirts91, seeing all the new shiny toys BYU gets to play with. Hashtag deep threat. <laughs> so these the transfers. Tra- these transfers. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are going to be good. Like, they're going to have a huge impact on the season. At Bleed Cougar Blue, looking forward to Taysom Hill leading this offense back to the glory days. Wins. And That's the program taking the next step. Yeah, winning. Double-digit wins. I don't want Taysom Hill to have 1,000 yards rushing. No. I, th- I think that'd be cool. Pass for 3,500. But I want him to pass for 3,500 more than I do 1,000 mm-hmm. rushing. How about both? I want it all. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, hey, thanks to our guests today. Chris Houston of HeismanPundit.com, Kyle Collinsworth, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for awesomeness. Episodes of the show on demand, BYUSportsNation.com, every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. My finger is still throbbing. Shout out to Lenny Gomes, who we hope is making somewhere between fifty and 60000 a year. <laughs>